of the Rock Fit Files. I'm Rocky Snyder. This week, we invite Chad Austin from Chad Austin Fitness to come on board and talk about making fitness a priority. I hope you enjoy. You and I have one thing in common. We decided to write a book and release it during COVID, yeah. uh, which I don't know about you, but I could prefer a different timing. Uh, but but nonetheless, you know, it is what it is. Uh, they came out. How how was that? I guess that's my first question. You you have this idea, you follow through, which a lot of people actually do not do. So congratulations for having an idea of writing something and following it all the way to completion and publishing and so on. But uh, and then of course it comes out in 2020, if I'm correct, and and COVID strikes. Um, do you, was that good for you or not so good for you? Yeah, you know, I think it kind of fits our personality as trainers, right? We help people overcome obstacles for a living. And so it just kind of, it started with us uh, not letting, you know, clients miss a workout. And so we embraced being virtual. So I think most of us in fitness, you know, we weren't used to that. And so we embraced it and had success with that. And I think it just grew from there. But I have another trainer who I co-wrote my, so I've actually had three books now and I'm working on my fourth now that hopefully will be uh, I'm just a few months away from, uh, just, but, uh, they're all with the theme of long-term success. And, uh, but we, uh, we used to have a, a boot camp every Saturday. We still do, but we had a, a part in it where we kind of had a halftime where we did a fitness tip, me and another trainer, we kind of took turns, but it was just, we wanted to have more than just the workout. So people could have another takeaway. And we figure if you come back, you know, at, if you, every third time you have something you end up taking away, then it's going to be worth it. And it'd just be an extra three or four minute break for your workout. And so we just decided to really do something with those and put all those tips into a book. And so we took our, we've been doing it for about a year, every Saturday, we just took our, our favorite 30 and uh, kind of rewrote them and polished them up and put them in a book. And it's been, yeah, people have really liked it and it's uh, had some good takeaways from it. Well, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. And so you get your own halftime and uh, what, what might be, I don't want to, to go over all of your tips because that obviously is the reason why we want to get that book. But what, what are some of the ones that come that float to the top or that you find for more people uh, than not that they're the most successful or easy to latch on to. Yeah, we got we got a wide variety of there for sure. And so we we I mean I actually now we keep doing the tip now on Saturdays, but uh, my wife who's a financial planner, but you know you'd think you'd have some differences between personal trainer and financial planner. We found so much of what we do is the same because we help people with behavioral change. Right. And so she's kind of a transition expert with their clients or when they have a big life change and how to handle that change. And so we've, we've had stuff from mindset, from, uh, you know, lack of motivation or just behavioral changes to, to everything. But I think uh, and even ones uh, like how to uh, turn your switch on when you're so the, and how uh, tough. And so I call that a, that's a over the top reference. Uh, so if you remember that movie from the 80s. 
Uh, oh yeah, Sylvester uh, Stallone. Yeah. 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 Actually, Rocky, the other Rocky, right? That's it. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, how the world meets nobody halfway, and he turned his turned his hat around, and it made it like a switch. And so I that's uh, me uh, taking one of my childhood favorite movies and turning that into a tip. But about how uh, when you finish strong in your workout, how it carries over to the rest of your life outside of the gym. Um, um, but uh, we go from that one to nutrition to uh, lots of things. Well, that's really cool. We're kind of living uh, very similar parallel lives here. My wife's a professional organizer. And, and in, in essence, we do a lot of the same things is to uh, guide people into letting go of things that are no longer serving a purpose, but they continually want to keep. And for whatever reason, they hold on to as a security blanket or whatever, uh, being okay with, with uh, reducing some things in your life I mean, there's so many parallels that go on with it. And what I like is, is that uh, this is not necessarily tips on how you should lift, how often you should lift or anything like that. It's much more about behavioral changes for leading to long-term success. So mm. what, what got you going with that? I'm curious, like, do you, did you have some kind of trials, tribulations, o- overcoming some challenges in your life? that allowed you to say, I want to inspire others to do the same. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, I, well, my book series is uh, Make Fitness a Priority. And so, and that's kind of what Priority Fitness, my personal training studio was named after. Uh, but I think it, it uh, definitely, it's, so I've got three books now. Um, the first one was uh, How to Win the Fight Against Your Excuses. And the one we wrote occur, uh, during COVID, I uh, wrote with another trainer whose business is Elevate Fitness, and it's 30 tips to elevate your life through fitness, but it's Make Fitness a Priority is still the head title. Um, but really, it's all the all the lessons I've learned just myself. Like I, I tell I tell my clients all the time, you know, I, I'm good at helping you make fitness a priority because I've learned from all these mistakes myself that I'm teaching you. And so and I think that's how we, you know, uh, how we get better as training because we we are living that life ourselves. It's like once you become uh, a teacher, you become a better student. Once you became a, become a coach, you become a better athlete. It's a, I think it's that same, uh, same correlation. Um, but yeah, all of my, uh, I think it's just me evolving as a trainer where I've learned that I think when most people come to a personal trainer, uh, they're fueled by short-term motivation, right? We're dominated in the fitness world, though we have a, our backs are, we're outnumbered by the desire for instant gratification as fitness professionals. Right. And so, and so it's, it's, right. we're outnumbered because it's, we're, it's our desire for our clients to get long-term success. It's our client's desire to get instant gratification. And so they come to you fueled by something that's coming up in their lives that they want fast results for. And uh, after just a couple of years of my career, helping all these people re- get these short-term goals that they came in the door with only to see that end up just being short or short-term success or temporary success, and then getting on back on this roller coaster of getting results, losing results, getting consistent, um, getting out of their routine, or losing weight, putting it back on. You know, so many people. You know, the average person loses weight and gets it, puts it back on, or gets in a fitness routine, gets out of it two times during the year. Uh, and I think that's through my life. That's kind of that stat holds true for myself. I've always kind of gone in spurts where I've where I've kind of fallen off track. And so I shifted my whole mindset where it's not about uh, that short term goal, but that's but using that motivation to get you started. But then thinking bigger and thinking more about an identity change where you're becoming this person that makes fitness a part of your life always and always uh, not picking up where you left off, but 
understanding how my how fitness fits in my life I'm living now now that I've how that my life changes you know as, as we go through life life changes all the time um and and if we're very good at adapting to that change when it comes to our family our career our faith we're terrible when it comes to our health and so I think that's the problem that we overlook that we keep getting into this uh, roller coaster pattern because we keep trying to do what worked for us in the past but it doesn't work now because our life's different. So we have to figure out how fitness fits in our life as our life keeps changing. So how do you coach that kind of persona that you're hoping to develop in your clients to become the, the long-term success? Yeah, uh, well, one, th one way I normally always start is uh, explain to them that there's nothing wrong with it. You know, I mean, um, I think that's my biggest lesson I learned myself. You know, I was, a, as, a, as we talked earlier, I'm a, I was a college athlete. I was a PE teacher. I was always fit. Um, but as my life changed, that's definitely, um, the way I do that has definitely changed. It's so like when I first became a trainer 15 years ago, it was a career change for me. And so I was brand new to the gym. I, and I was brand new to the city. I didn't know anyone yet. So I didn't have a social life. I lived right behind the gym. So I could literally walk there. Uh, I was a brand new trainer to a gym that had 15 trainers. And so I didn't have a lot of clients yet. So I, I worked out two hours a day every day. And I just, I was in great shape and I had time for it. But now, 15 years later, I have my own studio. I have trainers underneath me. They're independent contractors. I'm a, I'm a writer. I have books. I am a, a speaker. I try to get more speaking gigs. I'm, a, I'm not a bachelor anymore. I'm married and we're trying to start a family. So it would not make any sense to try. I could not fit that fitness routine in my life that I live now. It's like, you can't fit a square peg in a round hole, right? And if you try to, all the other important aspects of your life are going to suffer. Your, your relationships, your career, everything else is going to suffer. So that balance that we, that we hold so dear to ourselves, you know, that fitness should be the vehicle that makes everything better, should make you better in your relationship, should make you better in your career, should make you better everything. But if you don't figure out the right way it fits, it can actually hurt all those things. And so I think understanding that point when you move into it uh, is, a, is a really understanding that point when you start your fitness journey is crucial. Yeah, well said. I mean, I can think of a lot of people I know that are, love triathlons, but they're not in their 20s where, where you were before all of those things started to come to fruition in your life. And you were working out two hours a day. And these people are working out for hours and hours uh, each day. And yet they have families and careers. And some of them do it successfully. And others, there's, there's a strain on relationships mm. and other things. So how do you create fitness as a priority, because I mean, that's us trainers. Uh, we uh, seem to come upon that, I would say more naturally because of uh, the way in which we, our careers are and, and we live in a gym. And, and uh, I must admit there's many times where I don't wanna be in the gym because I'm here all day long. So, uh, so I might skip out on days, but nonetheless, there's, there's never a day where I'm not moving my body. And to try and teach that to other people is, is not the easiest thing that, that you might imagine. So how do you do it? How do you reprioritize somebody who comes in to seek your guidance? Yeah, I think finding that motivation uh, comes from helping them understand why it's important. And so really, so it's a big part of our job as fitness professionals and with, and with helping people make fitness a part of their lives is helping them dig deep to why they're in there. 
So they might have a vague, normally when people, when new clients, we ask them what their fitness goals are, their answers at the beginning are always vague, or I want to lose weight, or I want to get ready for, um, I want to be able to fit in my wedding dress. I want to, I have a vacation coming up. I want to look my best for, and it's the same like that, but we don't really have, have them dig deeper into why it's important, but we do that for every other aspect of our lives, right? We understand why we go to work when we don't want to. Um, because we want to provide, we want the money, we want the security, we want to provide for our family or, and, you know, there could be a lot of other reasons, but we understand the reasons why we do the things we don't want to do. And fitness is no different. There's nothing wrong with not liking working out. Uh, so that's one thing I always said that there, we put a lot of shame and judgment on ourselves, um, when it comes to fitness. And it's like, if we don't like working out, I mean, there, a lot of people don't like working out. There are times during the year when even the most fit people, the people that love fitness, there are times when they don't like it either. And so there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, the way you work out when you don't want to the way you when the you have to understand your why, why you're you're important. So when the going gets tough, and you don't want to do it, you understand why you're making the sacrifices and why you're doing it. It's like for, yep. for me, for example, uh, you know, fitness started because I was an athlete, and I love to work out. But uh, and it so started more of uh, my my appearance probably was my bigger motivation and, and my uh, performance. Uh, but now I, I think, um, as I have evolved over the last 15 years, I think my biggest motivation is my, uh, controlling my anxiety, controlling my energy, my uh, handling, my stress, being able to be as focused and creative and, and concentrate as I can. And so I, so I write better. I speak better. I have more confidence. Uh, so those things that, that come that are those unscalable victories. I think that's more of my reason why now, but I think it's, it, and that probably changes as, as uh, life changes, but getting to the core of why it's important, what you're going to get out of working out. That's how you do it when you don't want to. Yeah, that's that's the price of admission right there for the listening audience, because it, it will take a little bit of effort and it may be very difficult to do. But if you continually ask why and what I mean by that is you, you gave good examples of, well, just somebody comes in and they want to get in shape for their daughter's wedding in six months. Well, why do you want to do this? Well, I just told you I want to get in shape for my daughter's. Yeah, but why is that? Well, uh, because I, I want to look good. And why do you want to look good? Because, well, I want, I want to make my daughter proud. I, I want to, and, and, but why do you want to make her proud? Oh, well, well, I don't know if I'm really doing that right now. And why is that? Why is, because of how I'm living my life. And you, you just keep on peeling it back. Now, that can be very brutal and it can be very exhausting for people to continually have to go down that road. But I, I wholeheartedly agree because you will get to that, that inner core, that nut, that single reason that is really why they're desiring change. And if they can latch onto that, then you've, you've just harnessed some amazing power and, and you're going to have a client who's compliant, who's going to follow you wherever you need them to go, wherever you're encouraging them to be. I mean, do you find that yourself, don't you, Chad? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, being able, it's always so I, I, my simple uh, goal setting thing is just what, why, how those three questions, what you want, why you want it, how you're going to do it. But it's just the dig deeper is the key to it to dig deeper, dig deeper, dig, like you said, it's three or four times dig deeper. So you, and I think it takes aware self awareness and integrity, just being honest with yourself. And uh, but if you have the, the guts to really go there and be honest with yourself, that why fuel can get you through anything. True. 
rigorous honesty is what it takes. And not mm -hmm. everyone's going to be able to achieve that. And so we're not going to truly, I mean, sad to say, we're not going to be able to help everybody, but we can help those that are willing to be brave enough to, to be honest and, and open and, and vulnerable. And, and those are some powerful things. So mm -hmm. with, with your books, like, would you just list them again? Cause you're, and, and tell me the fourth one you're working on the first one, everything's called make fitness a priority, but then the subtitles. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of become a book series. So the make fitness a priority uh, is the head title, but it's the first one was make fitness a priority, how to win the fight against your excuses. And so by the way, all listeners, anytime I speak, that's my freebie I give away because we only get, I love getting to connect with uh, people like yourself, Rocky, and getting to do these shows, but we only get 30, 40 minutes. And so I, as much as we want to help people, but uh, my freebie, you go to beatyourexcuses.com and you get my first book, the PDF copy free. And so, but it's a good guidebook. I think whether you're getting started or restarting, wherever you're at in your fitness journey, it would just be good motivation as you go. The second book is a six week workbook. And so it's just six weeks and it's a different form. If you're someone that beginning of the year just happened, you know, you're looking for your 30 day program, your 12 week program. There's a lot of flaws in finding those programs because they're not always one size. Their fitness is not one size fits all. And most of these programs are my six week workbook is designed not to get you the most results possible in six weeks, but it's designed that in six weeks, you figure out how fitness best fits in your life. So it's customized to you. That is a very important thing to get success. You have to figure out how it fits in your life. Just because something worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And just because something worked for you in the past doesn't mean it's going to work for you now. So getting to the heart of what's going to work for me right now, that's important. But that's the six-week workbook. And the third book that we wrote for COVID that's uh, Make Fitness a Priority, 30 Tips to elevate your life through fitness. And it's, so it's just with the theme that if you try to change too much at once, you change nothing, right? And so just like we do with uh, uh, with uh, we do as trainers and our wives do as coaches and finances, uh, you, you master one behavior at a time. And so our book's designed to, you can do one tip a week, one tip a day, but uh, just through one thing at a time. So there, it's all just 30 tips, 30 chapters, uh, and then some bonus material in there. Um, the book I'm working on right now that I'm actually going to, and I'm planning to turn into a training certification um, afterwards, uh, but it's uh, what will you gain by making fitness a priority? Uh, so we talked a little bit about how our, our world's dominated with instant gratification and desire for that, right? Every, every month there's a new, you know, mir miraculous weight loss product out there that's uh, telling people, get, uh, promising people an easier path. Uh, and that's just not, um, the way it works. And so instead of focusing on weight loss or I mean, when I do, uh, when I do uh, before and after pictures or when I do testimonials with my clients, there's never before and after pictures. It's never focused on that. It's what but my one question I ask my clients is what have you gained by making fitness a priority? So instead of focusing so much on loss, let's start focusing on what we'll gain. And so that's the whole approach of the book. And so I have a four-step formula uh, that is the acronym GAIN that uh, helps people go through it and get there. And it's something that you learn once. And so as, as fitness professionals, you know, we, we just like anyone that's in a profession of helping people, we want to teach people to fish, right? But And so they can do it themselves and get results. But one thing we forget in fitness is uh, the variable about how your life constantly changes and you have to adapt to that change. 
And so what the gain formula is, is something you can keep doing over and over again as the environment changes. So we're, so as your life changes, you'll be able to keep figuring out how fitness best fits in your life. So it's something that keeps helping, keeps improving you as, a, as, as your life changes. Uh, great advice. Uh, truly great advice, because I know so many people that come in and they have been doing the same kind of routine for years and years, and that hasn't changed, but nearly everything in their life has. And, and it's just not compatible. And some people come in because they're in pain. Others become, come in because that program isn't working. And yay, we need to be malleable with our approach to movement and exercise, just like our, as our life changes. So what are some of the low-lying fruits when it comes to the tips that you often give to your clients or that are in the book, those are that are maybe if, if these goals are monumental and are going to take time, energy, and a lot more effort, uh, are there some other ones that I could more readily grab onto and gain a, a successful pattern? And that will instill me to try and do the more challenging, harder to, to reach goals. Do you have any like that? Yeah, absolutely. I got, I've got two that uh, I think would be very good this time of year. Um, the first one, uh, I, every new client I come in that comes into me and I, I get to know them, uh, you know, I, I want to get to know everything about them. I want to understand their pain points, their struggles, their history. Uh, but I, I want to also want to know, most importantly, I want to know what their limiting beliefs are. And I, I want them to understand when they leave that they have the power to change their story. And so what I mean by that is, is two things. I mean, first, our story that like what you just said, the routine that you that keeps leading you to failure. But for some reason, you haven't you hadn't connected yet that you need to change it. You know, we're, we we understand the definition of insanity, but it's still the, it takes someone pointing it out to us that we're doing it. We have to if you're doing one routine always and it's leading you to failure, you have to change it and try something else. You can't expect it to work the, the 10th time. You have to keep changing it. The other part of that story is the story you're telling yourself that you can't do it. So if you're most people, when they come to a personal trainer, they're coming to us after they've tried and failed a lot on their own. So if they're being honest, they may not believe they can actually get the results, but they're coming to us. They're like, I'm going to give this a shot, but it probably won't work because uh, nothing else has. Uh, but if you're thinking when you start that you're going to fail, then you're going to fail. So you have to change that thinking. That, that voice in your head is telling you that you're eventually going to fail. Or you're eventually going, you might get results at the beginning. Or you're eventually might, you eventually fall off track because you always do. You have to change that story in your head because it's a fictional story. Just because you didn't get success in the past doesn't mean you can't get success in the future. You have to change that way of thinking and you have to start visualizing success later. So that's one tip that I think is important to starting out, knowing that just because you hadn't had success yet, that doesn't mean that you can't in the future. So you have to start understanding that, that this is going to work. And the other part, the other tip I think is really important when people start off, especially anyone that just started off with uh, New Year's resolutions or anything like that. What fitness professionals hate about New Year's resolutions, um, we love helping people set goals. And so resolutions in a way is a form of a goal. And so you, you think we'd love it. What we don't like about it is the negative reputation it has. Like all the stats that come out all the time that, you know, six weeks in the year, now 90% of people will fail. I want to know who started that stat and who determines my failure and who, who's determined. So is, is that how anything else in your life has worked? Or once you fail once, then it's just over. You guys might as well wait till next year and start over then. 
because uh, I mean, there's nothing that you're going to do in life that doesn't have mistakes, doesn't have failure. And so that's a very important lesson to anytime, anyone that's starting fitness to understand that failing is part of it. Failing doesn't end your fitness journey. It doesn't define you either. What defines you is how you respond. My dad always had a really good saying. He told me and my sister when we were growing up, whenever we made mistakes, it's what you do next that counts. And I think that's very important in fitness. So you're going to have, you're, I mean, no matter, I've been doing this forever and I still make mistakes from, from time to time. I'm still going to miss a workout because, uh, because I did something, I didn't plan ahead or I had a curveball come my way. And then so somehow I didn't get it in or I'm going to eat something I didn't plan on. You know, it's, you can't beat yourself up. You can just understand that mistakes happen and then go into it with, okay, I made a mistake. How do I do better next time? You know, I, I messed, I, I failed this week. How can I do better next time? What obstacle got in the way? How can I do better next time? But it's always how you respond to that failure. That's what makes you better at this as you, as you go on. Yeah. Yeah. No solid, solid advice. And I love your dad's uh, sage wisdom there coming through. So let's, let's also consider that we've got clients coming to our door who right from the get-go uh, you you told me before the show you were a PE teacher, and I, I recall many kids in class, not of an athletic build, and not really inclined to really move their bodies in regards to exercise or fitness, and and unfortunately the curriculum of those years were really geared toward those that were athletically inclined, and so you almost ostracized a large percentage of the class that didn't fall into that. And so that potentially, in some cases, promoted these individuals to, to shy away from such kind of pursuits. And they became more of the desk jockeys. And unfortunately, there was nothing there to draw them in to make it enticing, entertaining, fun, or, or exciting. Um, so how how do we take those individuals that come into the studio who do not have a background in purposeful physical movement or exercise and get them to find some passion, some desire, some love for moving their bodies? What, what are your yeah. tips there? It's, you know, it's a real shame. Like you said, when I was a PE teacher, um, I mean, I was, I was blessed to be in a school where I could, I could make my own curriculum and teach what I wanted to teach what I thought was important. But I remember when I was in school, I mean, uh, it, it was, it, it is more geared towards the athletes. I mean, uh, my PE teacher was the head football coach. And so definitely with uh, the athletes were his, were his favorite people. And, um, and that's probably common across, you know, all schools, but uh, it's supposed to be, it's physical education is what it stands for so it should be where we're educated about exercise nutrition and we're not there's a big hole in the, in and everywhere and so it's it's nobody's it's not your fault when you start a fitness journey and you come to a personal trainer and you feel like you don't know anything um personal trainers are never going to make you feel bad about that uh you know i, I really hate it whenever i have to go get my computer worked on and uh, I, I, the person who's helping me makes me feel like an idiot because i'm supposed to know all this stuff about a computer and of course i don't you know, and I don't, I don't expect anyone to come in and, and know things. It's my job to teach you. Um, but I, I think uh, one thing you need to, to, to help when you get started is to know that personal training and your fitness program, your, what your fitness goals are, is different for everybody. It's not one size fits all. You know, I, I think uh, my dad 
as uh, training with me online a lot. I've helped him kind of make fitness a part of his life. And it took him, it took me 10 years being a trainer before he let me do it because he had this perception in his head that personal training meant bodybuilding. And, um, and that's not the case for him. That's not his goals. My dad is 75 and his goal is more about being mobile, being able to move pain-free and be able to be an active grandpa. And uh, so some, I mean, everybody's goal is different. It could be more about uh, strength. It could be about weight loss. It could be about energy. It could just be about managing your stress and, uh, and um, thinking better. It could, I mean, or it could be moving without pain and uh, getting rid of your pain that you might have in your lower back, your neck, your knees. Everybody's goals are for fitness are different. And so I think that's one thing to understand going into it. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're athletic, it doesn't matter if you're real strong, everyone starts at their own place. And uh, we design a program to help you become the person you want to be. Yeah, it's, uh, you brought up a, a really cool thing. And it's something that I'm always constantly kind of thinking about. And that is the title of personal trainer. Because we came from that world of when personal trainer started, it was pr primarily about bodybuilding, there were the, the Hollywood celebrities and the corporate executives or their, their, their spouses that primarily were uh, affording a personal trainer. And it was very much all about the aesthetics. But just like you say, life changes. So does our career. So does the industry. And mm. I guess my question is this, is that if you were at a cocktail party and somebody were to ask you what you did or what you do for a living, I, I don't think you would say personal trainer. Is there kind of something else that would describe like a, not necessarily a title, but I've got my own that I use. I'm just curious about how, what do you say to that? When somebody asks you, what do you do for a living? When someone asks me, I, I feel like my strength is I help busy professionals figure out how fitness fits in their life. And so I really, I, I help busy anybody. Uh, but that's, that's the, that's the sentence I'm, I'm used to saying, I help busy professionals figure out how fitness best fits in their life. Um, and so I, I think, you know, as personal trainers, anyone that's been a personal trainer for a while, just like anyone that's having a tough time getting started, the excuse we always use is I'm too busy. Right. And I, um, and I think the reason we use that is because what, what most people really mean is what I started to talk about earlier is that when I say I'm too busy, what I really mean is I'm too busy to work out like I used to. Because like for me, that time in the past where I told you I worked out two hours a day every day for a long time, I held that as the bar. And so like anything I did less, because that was when I was in the best shape of my life. And that was the goal always to get back to. And so if I did anything less than that, it's almost like I'm ashamed because I didn't do enough. And, uh, and so it is, if I know I can't do that now, then it's like, I don't have time. I'll have to get to it later. And so we have to understand that doing less than we did before doesn't mean it make it less of a priority or that we're doing anything wrong. It just means it fits in our life differently now. And so I think that's an important thing. And that's, that's an important thing I help people understand is that as your life changes and it's going to be, it's going to go up and down. There'll be time when I'll have more time. There'll be time when I have less time, uh, but right. But it's just it, understanding how fitness fits in your life. So it can help you uh, improve your quality of life. But that's an important thing for us to understand as we go there. So it might be you worked out five days a week, two hours a day, you know, when you were in your 20s. But now that you have a family and you have a career, you have you have more responsibilities, maybe 30 minutes, three times a week is where you're at. And, uh, and it still suits its purpose. And it, and it helps you get all the benefits of being fit. And so it's no difference. It's just uh, it fits different. Yeah, makes complete sense.
It really does. And it's, it's interesting how we are so oriented toward numbers. Like uh, just training sessions are typically one hour in length. And somebody set that up just like the 90% yeah. failure rate, right? Who, who put these forth? Uh, it could be that we just do 15 minutes if that's what you have mm -hmm. to give. Or we do an hour and a half if that's what you have to give. It, it's just, it's what you're able to do in the moment. And can we build upon that? And do we mm -hmm. need to accommodate other things in your life so that this maintains a high priority? So I'm, I'm really glad you bring that, these things up. I, and I got to say, it's so refreshing to talk to another person in the fitness industry about these things, because we all find that I think personally and professionally, that these are the challenges, the true challenges that we find with our clients. It's not how much can they lift or what they should lift, what, what is the exercise selection, because everyone, for the most part, has two arms, two legs, and, and, there's, and they can only move in so many manners of, of ways. So we're, I won't say we're limited to our exercise selection, but there's some basic stuff that we should all be able to do. It's more of the outer lying things that really separate the successful people that guide clients to where they are wanting to go in their goals to somebody that just meets them every week and puts some weight on the bar. And then really they're seeing a trainer, but what has really changed in their life? So yeah. give, me, give me some success stories, if you don't mind. You, you mentioned testimonials. I'd love to hear some of, some of the most remarkable ones for you going, I, uh, this guy came in or this woman came in and uh, I, it was going to be an uphill battle, but now look at them. Uh, I have a few. I have, um, I have one client who, uh, when I always think of a success, one thing that's really success and testimonial to me, who's someone who is really uh, made it a priority in their life. And so it's something, no matter how their life changes or how busy they get, um, they always find a way. And so I think once fitness becomes a priority in your life, if that, that saying that, uh, find a way, not an excuse that holds true. So think of the way that that saying, find a way, not an excuse. We always think about it with sports and with our workouts. But when you think about it, everything that's important to you, you already have that mastered when it comes to your family, when it comes to your job, when it comes, I mean, you're never going to, you're never going to fail on those important things. You're always going, you're always going to find a way. And just adapting that to, to your fitness program, I think uh, that is a true testament that you've made it a very important thing. And, and so I, I think some of my clients uh, that, I've had to learn how to do that. So I have one client who uh, um, he always has to travel a lot for his job. And, uh, and uh, we never know that much in advance when he has to do it. And so that's, that's something that consistency had always been a problem for him in the past. But now, uh, especially with the, with the help of, uh, of the pandemic, you know, we've all been very good at online. Uh, so we always have uh, two days a week that we work out and then he does one on his own. Um, but it's some, we always plan on it being Monday, Wednesday, sometimes it's Monday, Wednesday, sometimes it's Monday, Friday, sometimes it's Monday, Friday, because he travels or a lot of times we stick to Monday, Wednesday, but I'm either seeing him at the studio or I'm seeing him at his hotel room, wherever he's traveling to. Uh, and so we always make sure we get two in no matter what, whether he's with me or whether he's on the road. And so we don't let the travel get in the way. Um, and I have another person who uh, fitness has changed for him since I met him. He's a chiropractor that we collaborate a lot with um, at the studio. But when I first met him, he was, he was a brand new business owner uh, and married with one kid on the way. Now he has five kids 
and a very busy, busy business. Um, and he still always gets his workouts in. And so I think, and, um, and, uh, he, and he just, he just understands so much how important that is for him, what it does for him getting in. Um, and then some other, some other, one other one, um, I always talk about is my mom, uh, actually one of my very first, um, big testimonials, um, you know, uh, she, she became one where I was really understanding what her why is. Uh, she'd struggled with her weight, struggled with the consistency with fitness and, and issues with food her whole life. Um, and, you know, we used to go on a ski trip every year as a family, and we had been several years since we went. And so we, we went after a long break. And uh, this, at this point, my mom had been deconditioned so much that uh, she just, her body just couldn't take it. She had trouble with her knees, her quads, her back. Everything just locked up. It was the longest trip down the mountain, and that was the only trip she took the whole time. But what made it such a, a, an, an event for her, a life-changing moment for her, is because my nephews were there this time. And this was uh, my nephews were, it was their first ski trip, and they were just learning how to ski. So they were both so little, neither one of them even had poles. And they were just learning how to, how to ski. And my, I think from that moment, everything changed for my mom and could, because her, her why was she wants to be an active grandma and she wants to be present with, for my nephews as I, as I do things. And so from that moment on, fitness became a priority and we started figuring out she got more active. She lost a lot of weight. She got to where she wasn't a diabetic anymore because of those things changed her life changed. And so and it's I think when you go through that kind of a change. Uh, I can see just over the years of how more obstacles have popped up, adversity has popped up, and how easily she handles it because she went through that tough change. I think uh, that's one big thing. I, I, I know I'm getting long-winded here, but when, when I get uh, a client that changes, I think the most rewarding thing for me, so anyone that's listening, if you have a big goal, you have to understand. I mean, I know a big goal can feel like a marathon. And so it, it's you celebrating the wins and stacking them up is important. But one thing you have to realize is you're not just doing this big thing, you're going through an identity change. And so if you want this to be a long-term change in your life, you're changing who you are. You're becoming that person who works out all the time. You're becoming that person who is active with their grandkids. You're becoming that person who always eats right and feels great because they eat right. And that's how you got to think. And so as you go through everything, you have to be thinking in your head, are my actions taking me closer or farther away than my goals? And uh, over time, I mean, you just become that person that you want to be. And so you have to think of it that way. I think to really get long-term success is that you're not just making temporary changes. You're making an identity change. You're changing who you are. Wow. That was not long-winded in any way. That was so powerful. And I'm, I'm thinking as you just finished there, that there's going to be people in the listening audience who are ready to change. And everything that you said is going to ring true to them. And there's going to be people that aren't really there yet. And maybe they could replay this episode when that time comes, when they're ready to change, because everything will ring true again. That's, that's some just powerful stuff, Chad. I, I love what you're doing uh, in the Midwest there in Kansas. And, uh, and, and I just can't thank you enough for coming on. And I think uh, everyone should get that PDF of your first book, make fitness a priority and check out the other ones. And, and now do you have a, a release date scheduled for your fourth one, or is that still in the works? It's still in the works. I'm hoping to be able to, I'm uh, speaking at succeed 
um, in March 3rd to 5th. And so I don't know if you're familiar with that conference. It was a I very am, uh, yeah. fitness conference. I'm a presenter for that. And so I'm hoping I'm, uh, that what will you gain that will be ready for pre-sale uh, then. Um, um, so that's my, my hope for that one. But <laughs> Wow, that's going to be a remarkable event. Beautiful. Check that out. I'll make sure that the, 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 the link to that is in the description below. But if people want to find out about yourself and, and perhaps pursue some online training, if they're not in your area, how should they go about that? Yeah. Um, well, the link again is uh, beatyourexcuses.com. Beatyourexcuses.com. It's just a page where you can get the PDF of my first book. So it's a copy of my first book. It's just uh, an ebook form. Uh, and uh, five sessions with me online uh, also. Uh, but Make Fitness a Priority, that's where you will find on Amazon. All three of my books are on Amazon right now. And Make Fitness a Priority is where you find me on all social media platforms. And so I write, try to regularly have some good content that I post. And so hopefully, just like our, our uh, 30 tip book, um, if you hopefully every two or three tips or things you see me write, uh, you'll have a takeaway. I think that's always important. If you have one thing, you know, then it's worth it. Um, but, uh, Chad at chadaustinfitness.com. Um, if anyone is looking for someone, uh, we can definitely, uh, train all over the world. Now, uh, we have that ability and, um, um, my business is no exception. So if you're wanting some advice, I always do a make fitness a priority strategy session. I call it with people. So if you want to just uh, talk to someone, if you're having trouble with, uh, getting started or, uh, overcoming the I'm too busy excuse, uh, then uh, I love helping people. So don't be afraid to reach out. That's fabulous. And do you have an Instagram handle? Uh, make fitness a priority, just a uh, dot in right. between each word. But yeah, that's, uh, that's where I put All the right. most of my content. Beautiful. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming on and taking a little time out of your day to, to share what you've just done. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Well, that's a wrap for another episode of the RockFit Files. Thank you, Chad Austin, for coming on and sharing some really good ideas for helping to make fitness a priority. You should check out his books, just basically anywhere books are sold. And be sure to check out the descriptions below so you can contact him directly if you need to. And while you're at it, make sure you subscribe to this podcast because we've got a lot of fun episodes and very informative coming right up.